welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with... Jeff Rappaport. And today, guys, we're talking about deal structuring, again, and negotiating. Um, And the reason why we talk about deal structuring so much is because that's how you learn this. You have to practice creating offers um, using terms. So, Jeff, uh, take it away. Uh, You got a deal that you wanted to go over, and um, so we're going to run through those numbers and then uh, go through some of the negotiation at the end of this. So what what I thought would be of interest to our listeners is to take an actual lead that we are dealing with and the information that we gathered up front, what we then did in terms of creating offers, and then how we're still working this lead after presenting those offers to try to to get this deal. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, 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 the property in question are two twin homes. Okay. So on the same streets, not a duplex. They're they're like townhomes, but you know, connected and but you own each one. Okay. Okay. Separate and, parcel numbers for yes. each one. Yep. Okay. Yep. So they're just under a thousand square feet. They're three bed, one bath. They're they were built in like two thousand. They've okay. been used as rentals. Uh, they rent for nine hundred and fifty dollars per side, and uh, the the owner owes about forty two forty three thousand on each one. Okay. And his payment is five hundred and sixty ish dollars on each one. Principal interest and taxes. He does not include insurance in his payment, so he pays that separately. Um, and I don't even know what the insurance is. It's probably thirty bucks a month, something like that. It's not a lot. Okay. Okay. So the it's an out of state owner, so. I don't know that he really knows the condition of the property. Uh, he's owned them probably for 15 years. He did not buy them when they were built, but he, he bought them from the builder who held them for a few years. Okay, So that's kind of the background. Don't really know what kind of condition. Probably rental grade condition. Uh, nothing's really been updated. Uh so this lead came in. Uh, we, we we had someone that pre-screened them uh-huh. and got that information for us. And then it gets pushed to us. And what, what we do in our process is, first thing is we'll run some comps. Okay. So I was told that the person that brought it and the seller both think that it's worth 160000 Okay. Which is super cheap in our area, right? Uh when I ran comps, it was very clear it's worth one seventy-five, uh, and 
seriously property on the same street sold that's identical for one seventy five. And so, another twin homes, yeah, so one seventy five each. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, one seventy five each. Okay. Okay. So what I did is I put together some offers. So that's all we're going to go off of. And what my goal is is let's put some offers in front of the seller. And my acquisition person will walk through those offers, explain them, uh, potentially even have a conversation prior to presenting the offers about, you know, let, let's talk about the repair costs or, you know, but what are you trying to accomplish? And it was made clear in the notes that, that one, he's, he doesn't want to be an out-of-state landlord anymore, just doesn't want to. But there's not like anything forcing him to sell he can wait and getting a good price close to market value is important to him, but he's open to terms. Okay. So what I want to do, Jonathan, is one, let's, you and I kind of break this down so uh, we can look at this a little more closely. And then I'll go over the offers that I made and then we can talk about the conversation that I had with the seller. Okay, great. Okay? <clears throat> All right, so if you remember, um, we, we're we going to try to look at this quickly. We're, we're going to do some due diligence, right? So the first thing that I want to do right away is, can this be a rental? It's already a rental. Can it st Will it still make sense for us to wholesale this property to a landlord? Okay. So... What do we like to do? We've done this enough times. What, what do you normally know about me that when I'm trying to analyze a deal, what are we going to try to do? Work backwards. Correct. So we start with what we can make um, for rents on each property every month. Okay. So, so when, when I did my due diligence, and the, here's my due diligence on this. I use Rentometer and I put in the address and I will play around with it. But when... You've gone back like a year and a half, two years, and uh, you're at like a three-mile radius, and you're open to anything that has rented. Nothing's showing up. Um, there's not a lot of data. Uh, th this isn't in a big city. That, that this is actually in an area that's starting to grow, but there's probably not a lot of data there yet. Okay? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So... I assume that they're worth. Yep, they rent for nine fifty. That's what they're rented for. Okay. So, um, and I have nothing else to tell me otherwise. So that's <laughs> what I'm going to go off of. Okay. So is that more of just a gut feeling? Uh, it's because that's all I got. So <laughs> it's rented for nine fifty. That's what I okay. think it can okay. rent, and it's not like terribly old. So yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe you could squeeze another fifty, a hundred dollars, and it's. It's under a property manager, so let's assume that they actually are getting market rate rents or yeah. close to it. Okay, so what are our expenses? Uh, taxes, insurance, um, water. Well, in this case, we also know the debt, right? Yeah. So why don't we just take the debt? It's 563. Yeah. Let's add another 30 bucks to it for insurance. So we're about $600. Okay. <coughs> How much do we have left? Uh, after that, uh, nine fifty minus three, about six hundred. Three fifty. Um, so we have three hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, 
And we haven't taken into account any water, sewer, garbage. But here's what I am already seeing is that we're not going to be able to offer the seller really any money over and above what he's getting. Yeah. In this case... He's got a lot of equity. If he thinks his property is worth 160000 and he owes like forty three, There's a ton of equity. Do you think he would take like no monthly cash flow each month, even I, though he's probably not making much? I wouldn't think so. No. What What do we think he's making right now a month? Him. Um, so roughly, 50 minus... Roughly 200 bucks a unit. Yeah, it's probably not a lot, right? Yeah. Um, that would be my guess. Yeah, property management. I think he said he was paying eight percent, so that's probably seventy bucks or so, um, <clears throat> seventy-five. Water, sewer, garbage. Maybe he's passing that on. I don't know, but let's just assume that he is. Um, so maybe he's making two fifty, yeah. two seventy-five tops. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so it's not a. It's not like a tremendous cash flow for him, mm-hmm. but. Can you see a way for us to offer him really any money? I mean, if we're wholesaling this, we got to be able to offer some money to a buyer to make yeah. it worthwhile. Yeah. There's just no room, right? Yeah. So initially I thought this isn't really much of a deal. Yeah. I'm not sure where I'm going to go with this. Okay. Okay. And I kept thinking, what? I, I guess I could throw out a cash offer. Um so let, let's start there. Cash offer. Yeah. Okay. So what, what do you think we could offer him? Now, keep in mind, he's been very clear. I want to make as much as I can. I want to get close to market value. And I truly don't have any other than I don't want to be a landlord anymore. He's an older guy and he owns, he actually owns three on this same street. I don't know why he's only telling us about two, but my guess is, is that the third one would be for sale as well. He wants to be out of the the rental game. Okay. Okay. So where do you think that we don't really know what kind of repairs are needed, but what do you think's the most we can offer him for cash? Um so you said it's worth one seventy five? Yep. Just times that by point seven five one thirty. One thirty. One twenty five. One twenty five. And that would be as a wholesale <clears throat> or a rehab? Wholesale. Or a wholetail. Wholetail, yeah. Okay. So I offered him $133,100. Okay. And I was probably looking at it um, not as a wholetail, um, just that I would, I think it would be a deal for someone to... Buy it at yeah. 140 or 145 Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be a super, like, big money maker for us, but... Uh, my guess is it would go really quick just in that price range. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So what, what other, can we think of any other kind of offer we could make on this property? Um, because he has so much equity, uh, seller subordination. Okay, good. Um, how do you think, uh, what, what would we try to do now? Remember he owes about 43,000. Mm-hmm. So we would need to pay that off. Yep. Um, borrow, I don't know, 50000 I don't know what, depending on what he wants up front. Um, he, we had borrowed I that. I found plus. this out after the fact. He does not need 
the money. Okay. Uh, He's not worried about paying capital gains tax either. Okay. Okay. But I did not know this when I was making these offers, though. Okay. So you decide what to offer. Um, For him? Yeah. So if you're doing a subordination, you decide how much you want to just offer based on the information you have. Mm, 15 grand each unit. Okay, but if we're doing the subordination... Yeah, we'd have to borrow... How, so how much are you giving him? I'd give him like 15. Okay, but um, you've got to pay off... Oh, okay, yeah. 15 plus. Yeah, plus so what he you're owes. at about so 68. 68. Oh, okay, we'll call it's it 60. 60. Okay. Call it 60. All right. So if we do 60,000, we're going to borrow this money, correct? In first position. Yeah. Right, in first position. So what do you think we can borrow this money at? 8%. Okay, so let's, uh, and I'm with you, that's worst case scenario. I think you can get that done everywhere, all over the country, uh, not a problem. I think you could actually do it less, but let's just be conservative. So that's $400 a month. What does that leave us to be able to pay him on his equity and still leave money in the deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, about 500. So we're going to pay $900 a month, the 400 here, uh-huh. 500 to him plus taxes, insurance. We can only rent this for 950. Yeah. Where, where are we going to go with this? Um, so if we, so if we're into it, four hundred, uh, we can offer. Let's see. Maybe offer him two hundred a month on it. Two hundred a month. Yeah. What What on do we think that he's making? About the same, about two hundred. Probably not terribly. I mean, normally, I don't even want to make an offer where, hey, here's two hundred dollars a month cash flow, mm-hmm. but. In this case, he's probably only making 250 anyway. 275 So, okay, we could come up with $200. Now, is that going to be super enticing to him? Probably not. Probably not. But um, how would you structure this? How would you structure the 200 For how long of a term? Uh, what kind of interest rate? Um, how would you structure that? And I'm putting you on the spot just so everyone knows... You haven't seen this. You haven't heard of this. You're on your phone trying to think calculations. I'm not trying to. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to get you to think as well as everyone else to think. Um. So we'd just be offering him basically a second position. Yep. And uh, with of his equity. Um, What's the price? What What would be the purchase price? So we're offering him sixty down. What are we offering him purchase price wise? Good question. Um, so if we're just going to wholesale this to another buyer, um, we'd probably want to make 20 on it, right? Somewhere in there. I don't know. if It's a little tight, right? I mean, these numbers are all kind of tight. And so that's what I would like to be able to make, 15, 20. But I'm not sure if we can get there on this one. Yeah. Um, Man, that's a good question. So, he wants one sixty for the properties. You said he doesn't know what they're worth. Okay. He threw out a number of one sixty. 
uh, and he wants to get as close to market value as possible. Is what that's what I had to work with. Okay, so so if we get so let's just say one fifty five minus that sixty, that's ninety five thousand that he would be financing. That's the second position. Second loan position for his equity. Yeah. So let's just. And do by that. the way, now the the note that he owes is gone, right? <clears throat> right. We're we're paying that off. Yeah. So let's be clear because this was a, a, some confusion on the seller's part. If we're going to borrow $60,000 against this property, any debt that's on the property now needs to be paid off. Mm -hmm. So if he owes $43,000, that debt's going to be paid in full, mm -hmm. and the balance of the proceeds of the $17,000 would go, go to, to the seller. Yeah. Okay? He thought that we were borrowing it in, on top of his loan. Uh -huh. So now there'd be like $100,000 owed on it. And I'm like, no. And you'd be in third position in that case. No. So we've got to be clear. If we're doing a subordination, there there can't be any debt. Because to borrow in first position, it's got to yeah. be free and clear. Right. That doesn't mean that the property's got to be free and clear, but there's got to be a small amount owed. So with what we're offering can be paid off. And then hopefully some money left over to go to the seller. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that we're going to offer him a couple hundred bucks a month on his $95,000 second note. Yeah. And are you going to pay any interest or are you just going to pay principal only? Um, good question. Uh, if I have some of those sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't I, I maybe just amortize it, like do like three percent amortized so over fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> so ninety five thousand uh -huh. just at four percent amortized over thirty years is gonna be four hundred and fifty three dollars. So okay. even forty years, which so by the just, way, is this really what we wanna be getting into? No. Um so to me and that I really didn't mean to put you on the spot, no, but I, I like want it. you to think about it. I like it. Um, so, To me, it's like if you're already paying pretty close to at least what he believes to be market value, I mean, what are the chances that we know it's not been updated? We, we know this. And we know the tenants have lived there for several years. Okay. I mean, the chances are it's not in pristine condition, right? Right. So to be even <clears throat> be able to even be able to... Um, uh, offer um, close to that. Yeah, even close is probably you know, more than what he could get if he was anyway. A, yeah, sell it on okay, the market anyway. So, to me, we we got to create some equity, and you know, two hundred dollars a month is not creating a ton of equity, but. To me, it's going to be principal only. I mean, that, that's principal the only way that we're going to get any pay down on this loan. Yeah. So. So uh, you would offer. So say you took that, um, and, and he he did a ninety five thousand dollars second position on it. So you just you would offer him principal pay down. On yeah, that, on dude, that I, I think you'd have to. for three or five years. I mean, you could yeah, get three I, years I mean, you could get even at four years you're only paying this down by ten grand over four years. Um, right, twenty four hundred dollars a month or a year times yeah. four, it's about ten grand. 
um, you're not creating a lot of equity in it. To be honest, I, I don't think that particular offer works as far as what I like to present. And the reason why is that um, if I'm looking at this, what what's the upside for anyone right now? So if you're offering $400, okay, and you're paying him $200, so one, he's taking a little less than what he's already making, yeah, but he has no loan anymore. He doesn't have anything to do with the property. That's good. Yeah. So that's six hundred dollars. Yeah. So we're still going to pay taxes, insurance. So I'm not sure where that what that actually runs in this case. Yeah. But even um, even calling it another hundred bucks, I mean, you're you're still just leaving like two hundred on the table yeah, for cash flow. Now, granted, you know, because of the subordination offer, <clears throat> the only thing out of pocket to an investor would be your fee. So he literally could almost get in for no money down. So if you charge ten grand and they could make two two hundred and fifty dollars, let's say two fifty, that's a thirty percent return on investment, cash on cash. That's not bad. But how many people really want to own rental property to make two hundred bucks a month? Um, not many. I mean, uh, even if the return on investment's really good. Um, yeah, it's not super exciting. Yeah, it's not sexy. So I did make a very similar offer, and we'll go over what I did. But I wanted to be, I wanted to get your idea, and you'll see, it's pretty similar. So okay. uh, what other offers could we come up with? Now, you're already seeing that this is my thought process too, is that as I start looking at, what can I offer the seller? What can I offer the buyer? So far, I'm like, anything I can offer either one, I'm, I'm not super impressed with, right? It's not like, oh, this will probably work for him, but it's not going to work for the buyer. If this works for the buyer, it's probably not going to work for the seller. There's just not a lot of money to work with. Yeah. Can you think of, because well, we still have your favorite offer that we haven't made. What's your favorite offer? Short-term finance. There you go, Jonathan. I knew you'd come up with that one. Okay. Okay, but we already, our cash offer was like 130-something, 125. Cash, yeah. Okay, so could we come up a little bit and just offer some short-term financing? Yeah, 145. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, maybe, but I'm a little, I'm a little afraid that... Uh, at one, what would we do? Would we be wholesaling it at that price? Would I would, we, I would, I would wholesale it. You would, you would just buy yeah. it and it, clean it up, maybe, and just put it right yeah. back. I would agree, but I think one forty-five is probably a little too high. Yeah, um, I'd probably want to come down a bit. We offered him one thirty, or you offered him one thirty-three for. Cash. I offered him one thirty-three for cash. Maybe one, but you offered him like one twenty-five to one thirty. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So to come up to 145 is a big yeah, jump. Yeah, you're right. Um, call it 135. 135? 137. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's good. <laughs> I, and what, what would be the terms on it? Um, I would do six months, no payments. Um, I would just offer a, <coughs> a down payment. Um, How much? Yeah. Ten. Ten. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. By the way, there's just no right or wrong answer here. Yeah. Um, but no payments. Let's think about this. If you're not offering him any payment, 
who's making the underlying payment? Oh, yeah, good question. <laughs> uh, I would I would offer to make the underlying payment, give him ten thousand okay. dollars down. So you at least cover six months. Yeah, give him the rest of his equity. Yeah, I didn't think about that yeah. part of it. Okay. Um, that's why I want to go through this is because uh, the feedback that I'm getting is that people are starting to get a grasp of how to structure stuff but they've got these things in their minds that they can just throw stuff around however they want and really it's like a a puzzle that we're we're trying to figure out how the pieces all can fit fit. yeah so um, all right so we we came up with three offers on a property that's, you know, eh, eh, mediocre, um, unless we can talk him into something, you know, a lower price or something like that. And and at this point, I had not talked to him, and my acquisition person had not talked to him, just the person that brought the lead. Okay. okay? So, do you want to go over, can you think of anything else that we could offer? Or would you leave it at that? No, I would leave it at that. Okay, so short, you would offer a subordination? Subordination, short-term finance, and cash. Okay, which is totally fine. Just because there's not a lot of room to pay him a monthly payment yep. to lock it up as a rental. And like you said, there's not a lot of cash flow for the end investor, whether that's ourselves or yep. someone we wholesale it to. Yep. So I thought of it the same way. <clears throat> so basically, I looked at it. And I, I kept trying to, how can I create, it's already a rental. It would be ideal to leave it as a rental and be able to sell it to a landlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how can I create those terms? And really what I came up with is I can't. Yeah, there's just um, not enough I, it, it just doesn't work the way that I want it to work. Yeah. At least for the most part. So in my mind... I'm now thinking, okay, what else can I do? So I, I thought the same way that you did with cash and the short-term financing. Hey, if this property is really worth 175 and I, I assume it's in good condition just yeah. because it's you know, less than 20 years old. and People are living there. Yeah, and uh, I could be wrong, but we'll figure that out later. Uh, so... I'm looking at the cash and the, the creative, the short-term financing more as let's wholetail it. So I, I'm not going to wholesale this. I just yeah. don't think there's I not can a lot get, of room. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I can get it down far enough right. to make it worthwhile that I could then wholesale it to someone that could go retail it. So yeah. I'm looking more at, all right, I would buy this and immediately go put it right back on the market. Yep. Okay. I agree. So my cash offer was 133 and some change. I always like to make it, you know, something like like, like a calculation. Like, yeah, some kind of special <laughs> number. Uh, and then my short term was like 138,000. I offered $15,000 down. And the only reason that I, instead of the 10 is that I don't think it really matters in this price range. Um, uh, I guess if it's me, then I want the least amount. If it's if it's something that I'm going to try to pass on, I don't think you know. Even if I was making fifteen grand, if I said, "Hey, you can take over this debt for six months. You can rehab it thirty down, and you make the payment," 
I don't think anyone would care if it's 25 or 30. It wouldn't make a difference either way. Right. Okay. I'd said uh, same thing. I would just make the monthly payment while this term is going on. It would be six months or sooner. To be honest, I would expect it to be sooner. Yeah. Um, now, all of this is kind of contingent on what the leases are, right? Yeah. And what's going on with tenants and that kind of thing. Um, that is true. And uh, I didn't know this at the time, so I just assumed we'll just make the offer and we'll figure that out later. Okay. Right? Um, so those two offers, I think, were solid on. Uh, I think we were close and uh, we thought through those. Uh, let's talk about the subordination one. So I as well made a subordination offer. And this is what I did. So I offered 150000 Now I'm basing this all on like, hey, your property is worth one sixty. Yeah. Okay. So I'm already thinking one fifty is a high price for a rental unit, right? Um, yeah. Uh, it's probably, I know it doesn't like have any granite or anything, any kind of updates in it. So I think I'm offering him basically top retail value at this price. Yeah, exactly. So I offered him $50,000 down. And the reason that I did is that the lower I, I'm going to, the lower I can keep this payment. And again, the I'm more cash flow there is correct. for your end buyer or, or yourself or my seller. Yeah. So, um, so seller, I, I yeah. kept it down to 50 Okay. Trying to keep that payment down. Now he's not going to get a whole lot of money no. out of it. No, uh, like you know, six, six seven, eight, something like that, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so he's going to have a hundred thousand dollar note. We had a ninety-five thousand dollar note to you. Uh huh. Um, and then what I did is I offered to pay him three hundred dollars principal only payments. Which is actually more than he was getting In right now. Flow. Right. So be done to have your loan cashed out. You don't have to worry about any more maintenance, repairs, tenants, property management, nothing. And you actually make more a month. Yeah. Okay. And then I did it for four years because I want this to pay down some. Significantly. We're kind of paying... That to me, close to top price. Now, keep in mind, it's really worth one seventy-five, but we've still got to add a fee to this. Um, so, well, we want there to be some equity. Okay. So I went four years. The balloon payment would be eighty-five thousand six hundred dollars. Plus, though, at the end of four years, we still have that fifty thousand dollars that needs to be paid off. So we're still looking at 135600 owed on this property after five years. Right. Okay. I also figured, let's see, 50000 times 0.08. Oops. 4000 divided by 12. That would be 333. So we're keeping our payment to about $633. But let's look at this for a second. Because I do believe that we could go borrow this money at 5 or 6%. Um, I mean, first, 50000 is not a huge amount to be able to go borrow. Okay. Uh, someone could even borrow this on a HELOC. Yeah. Pay, you know, uh, 
interest only 2%, 2.5%, and be able to lend it out at 5, 5.5%. And, yeah, and, and arbitrage that. Uh, yep. Yeah. So let's say that it's 6%. So we're down to 250. So, yeah, but we have a little leeway here, but let always look at it most conservative. If you're able to get better, then great. So we're going to have a $633 a month payment here. Okay? Okay. And that's without taxes, without insurance. And if I remember Utilities. right, taxes were cheap. And taxes <clears throat> were like $75 a month. Okay. Um, and if we figure another $25.30 for insurance, let's just call it like 100 more. So we're already at $733. No property management, no nothing, but... Um, and I'll tell you what my thought process is in a second, because now I'm not looking at doing it as an owner, as a rental, um, because I just don't see how I can offer enough to everyone cash flow to make yeah. it worthwhile. So, all right, um, we're close here, but um, again, is it enticing enough for someone to? own a rental, maybe that they maybe they want the the potential appreciation of it. I, I don't know. But yeah. for two, two hundred and twenty dollars a month cash flow, I I wouldn't get excited about it. Right. Right? Okay. So I came up with one other offer. So this is kind of my proprietary offer. I'm not going to really explain it. It's just going to confuse people. All right, guys, we're going to cut it right there to try to keep these episodes right around uh, 30 minutes. So hope you've enjoyed that. And on the next episode, we're going to dive into uh, Jeff's proprietary offer. So um, look forward to that one and stay tuned. Uh, if you guys want to reach us, you can reach us on our creative financing hotline, and that is 877 877- Four zero nine eight zero nine zero again eight seven seven four zero nine eight zero nine zero or on our website at www.thecreativefinancingpodcast.com. Until next time, guys, create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.